You are listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, where we bring it to you raw, unfiltered, with no chaser. You know, Woody, I was going to start this show with some leftist Yahoo on Twitter making an ass of himself, but you know what? I think I want to start off on a positive note because I'm tired of the vitriol coming from the left and the anger and the hate coming from the left. You know what? They're ignorant. They have no intellectual curiosity. You can't hold a conversation with them. So why bother? I think our best course right now with the left is just make fun of them because they are absolute idiots. I want to start this show with a good thing. And uh, I want to start the show with what my good friend on Twitter, Betty uh, O, is doing. And I mentioned this in the previous episode. What Betty is, let me, and uh, this again will be in the show notes. So what Betty is doing is she's soliciting donations through her Twitter followers. I'm one of them and I've donated. And then she's giving $100 to uh, people in need in this holiday time. I mean, here we are, uh, I mean, lockdown after lockdown, uh, you know, the unemployment rate is extremely high. People need all the help they can get. And charity is best to come from the individuals versus the government, because when charity comes from the government, they take that money from somebody else who is not willing to give it. But when charity comes from the individual, it comes from the heart. And a lot of people have given to uh, Betty's Venmo challenge. And again, it'll all be in my show notes, but I want to play a series of videos that uh, Betty did today as I recorded today at this recording where she went out and she interacted with some people and well, I'll let the videos speak themselves. And what Betty is doing is absolutely a beautiful, wonderful thing. And I cannot encourage you enough to be a part of this by uh, going to my show notes, getting the information and donating again, a dollar, to help this Venmo challenge that Betty is doing. Now, she's good people, ladies and gentlemen, absolute good people. And if you're on Twitter, uh, you need to follow her. It's at B-E-T-T-E underscore O-H at Betty O. She is absolutely one of the best followers you will ever have on Twitter. Listen and watch these videos. All right, guys, we have our fourth recipient. This is $100 for the Venmo Challenge giveaway that we're doing to spread love and kindness this holiday season. And we have this lovely lovely lady here. And this is from my Twitter followers. And they just want to say uh, Merry Christmas, much love, and God bless. Well, I'm, I'm really overwhelmed. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a blessed day. Uh-huh. Okay, guys, our fifth recipient for the Venmo Challenge giveaway is this lovely lady right here. This is from my Twitter followers, and they just wanted to spread love and kindness this holiday season. It's been a terrible year for everybody, and they just want to say much love, Merry Christmas, and God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate it, and I'm going to pay this word to some neighbors who need it desperately. Their husband's not working, the mom's the only one working, and she's trying to raise the kids, and... I just feel blessed that this happened. Thank yes. you so much. I Thank appreciate you. it. I really do. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. God bless. Thank you. Hey, guys, our sixth person for the $100 giveaway Venmo challenge to spread love and kindness this holiday season is going to this nice gentleman right here and his beautiful children. That's from my Twitter followers, and they just want to say Merry Christmas, much love, and God bless y'all. You don't know how, how much this means. This, we just had a crazy situation happen. 
Well, we didn't lost two hundred dollars. So really, this is crazy. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's amazing. God Thank works you. in crazy ways. Yes, huh? He does. Thank y'all. God bless. And what's your name? My name's. Hey guys. Now, if that doesn't warm your heart, I just don't know what does. Again, thank you, Betty, for doing this. Uh, I love you. I love you. That's just, it's just awesome. And that last story. So that now is six families that Betty has helped through her followers on Twitter. And so from last time I spoke with her, which was this morning, she was up to close to $1,300. So that's $600 out. So she still got seven more families to help based on how much she has now, but how many more families can she help? That's up to you. Again, her handle at Twitter is at B-E-T-T-E underscore O-H, and her Venmo account will be in my show notes, but it is, I'll give it to you here real quick. I should have had it pulled up. Uh, it is and Betty's Venmo account, again, this will be in my show notes. You can help out in any way you can, whether it's a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars, anything will help. We're, she's already helped six families. How many more can we help between now and Christmas? This is just absolutely awesome. I'll, I'll play these videos uh, on each podcast as long as she keeps them coming. Uh, her Venmo account is at O-Betty, and that's O-H-B-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. Again, at o h B-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. What a wonderful thing. All right, well, let's get into some uh, politics and brown liquor, if you will, because this is the PBL podcast where we talk about politics. And, you know, I want to start with COVID uh, because everybody loves COVID, right? I mean, it's delicious. It's tasty. It's crusty around the edges. It's just absolutely wonderful. Um, and it's it's 99.98% survival rate is uh, just something to be lauded, I believe. But the left, uh, also known as the media, uh, they want you fearful of COVID. But here's where I'm going with this right now. Did you know Twitter is the bastion of information. That's right. That's right. I bet you didn't know that. Well, you may have guessed it during the election when they were trying to, uh, you know, tell everybody the election fraud is real or no, wait a minute. That's what they were trying to tell you. Not. No, I'm sorry. They were trying to tell you there is no such thing as election fraud. And every tweet from President Trump, they had a disclaimer on and then several other people, they had disclaimers. Even if you were talking about something innocuous, like, you know, Trump put out a tweet about how to change a flat tire, they would probably put their election fraud disclaimer on it. That's how ridiculous it has gotten with Twitter. Now, Twitter is a social media platform. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's a pretty easy to navigate platform. It's, it's functional. It's easy to retweet. It's easy to, um, you know, put a thread together. And, you know, that's why businesses are successful is because they put out a product that people like. Now, Twitter at one point, I don't know if they still do, they had 330 million users on Twitter, so they put out a product that a lot of people like, except, except they are so bent left that it's it's chased away. They Not only have they chased away a lot of users, they've actually deleted a lot of users. I, I get probably anywhere from 150 to 200 users accounts suspended each week. I use another outside app to show me who unfollows me and that kind of stuff. And the majority of them are accounts, followers that have been suspended. In fact, Betty uh, this is on her second or possibly even third account. I don't know. She used to have an account. It was over 22,000 followers and, you know, one thing happens and Twitter suspends your account. I've been 
throttled back. I've been shadow banned. I've been uh, suspended for 12 hours at one point. So this is what Twitter does. Now, they've got a good product, though. I hate to say it because they're a leftist bent, but they, uh, their product compared to other social media platforms similar to theirs, they got a very easy to use product. That's why I like Twitter. And that's why I'm sure a lot of people like Twitter, but they, they let it go to their head and they're leftists. And because they're leftists, they, 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 they think they know everything. So Twitter being the bastions of information that they are being the overlords of thought them in Facebook, right? More so Twitter. Twitter is the worst one. Have come out with a COVID-19 policy. That's right. That's right. You know where this is going. So here's their, they put this tweet out. I guess it's a tweet when it comes from Twitter. They put out this uh, information. It says, COVID-19, our approach to misleading vaccine information. That's right. Twitter has taken it upon themselves to, to police misleading vaccine information. Now, the problem with that is, and you guys are smart, if you're a conservative, if you're a leftist, you don't get it, you're stupid. Um, that's right, I said it, you're stupid, you're just dumb. You have no intellectual curiosity, and you believe the overlords, hook, line, and sinker. You're probably thinking to yourself, this is a good thing for Twitter to do because those people on the right are, they're rubes, they don't know what they're talking about, they'll spread misinformation and people will die. Except. This is a virus that has a 99.98% survival rate, but we'll, we'll table that for now. Let's talk about Twitter. Uh, here's what Twitter says. Uh, this is by Twitter Safety. Did you know they had somebody working for them named by Twitter Safety? Isn't that weird? You know what? Someone on the left is going to think I'm serious about that and go, oh, that guy doesn't even know what by Twitter safety means. He thinks it's somebody's actual name. No, moron. You thought I was telling, you thought I wasn't kidding. So anyway, all leftist bashing aside, um, here's what Twitter had to write. This is good stuff. You're going to love this. All right. And, and this is dramatic stuff. So I may have to do it in a dramatic voice. So just, you know, forewarned is forearmed. Uh, as the world continues to fight the COVID-19 pandemic and prepare for the global distribution of vaccines, people continue to turn to Twitter to discuss what's happening and find the latest authoritative public health information. You hear that? T Twitter has taken it upon themselves to be the authoritative health information. Twitter, 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 the, the social media platform, Twitter is now, according to them, they, they, they are the authoritative public health information purveyor. Twitter to, to people, because people turn to Twitter. Do you turn to Twitter? For facts and information like this, I didn't realize that uh, we were getting on Twitter to hear what Twitter had to say. I thought we were getting on Twitter to talk and maybe converse and maybe socialize because it is a social media platform. I didn't know we were getting on Twitter because they're the authoritative public health information. Oh, wait a minute. You're, wait, what? You're, you're trying to tell me that people get on there and try to be authoritative and maybe they're not? Huh. Like what Twitter's doing right now? It's fascinating. Well, let's move on. This also from Twitter. Earlier this year, we shared our approach around the conversation surrounding COVID-19 on Twitter, and today we're providing additional guidance to how we plan to address misleading information around COVID-19 vaccinations, how they're going to address it, because they're Twitter, the authoritative on uh, health information.
So they're going to address misleading information about around COVID-19 vaccination. So let me, let me finish this paragraph. Starting next week, we will prioritize the removal, i.e. censorship, of the most harmful misleading information. And during the coming weeks, begin to label tweets that contain potentially misleading information about the vaccines. The vaccines. You know, these are the vaccines that have not gone through a full trial. You do realize that, right, leftists? You do realize that these vaccines um, have not gone through a full process. There was another article I read the other day, actually it was today, earlier today, it's been a long day, and it talked about the trial that they put people through. And did you realize that no one died in the, the, the trial? Now, now I guess it's a good thing, right? People not dying, but even the people who, who, who took the placebo, didn't, nobody died. So... Why are we rushing this? I mean, I mean, right now you got a ninety nine point nine eight percent survival rate, and I know the left talks about three hundred thousand dead. How can you be so insensitive? This is at Trump's feet. He killed all these people. No, no, he didn't. Because um, people are born, people die. It's tragic. Yes, if somebody died of this virus, it's tragic. But you do realize that if you know. A lot of the death, 96% of the deaths uh, that are listed as COVID, there were 2.5 underlying conditions, and I get it. They all matter. If somebody has cancer and they catch COVID, it does facilitate it. I get all that. But there are 328 million people in the United States of America. There's, what, 7.6 billion people on the planet? And for the death rate to be less than a tenth of a percent, you, you, and you're closing and shutting down the entire country for the most part, some states more so than other because they're leftists and they're totalitarian. But, you know, Twitter, Twitter's taking it upon themselves. Now, here's their expanded approach because you got to know this. You know, this is Twitter. They, they, they are already positioning themselves as the authoritative public health information portal, and uh, they're already making sure that you don't get any harmful misinformation because you, you know what? Who is their audience? It's not me. It's not you. Oh, it's the left. Maybe that's why, because those rubes, oh, they're the rubes? Wait a minute. I thought we were the rubes. No, they're the rubes, aren't they? They're the ones that need more the help, but that's not what they're getting from Twitter, because Twitter thinks they know everything. Their expanded approach. I digress. Let's talk about that. Here it is. In the context of a global pandemic, vaccine misinformation presents a significant and growing public health challenge, and we all have a role to play. We are focused on mitigating misleading information that presents the biggest potential harm to people's health and well-being. Twitter has an important role to play as a place for good faith public debate and discussion around these critical public health matters. A debate, you say. A good faith public debate, you say. Hmm. Interesting. Because then they go on to say, under our current policy, we require the we were we already require the removal of tweets that include false or misleading information about. And they go on about the virus and stuff. So a good faith public debate means you can only talk about what they agree with. Otherwise, your tweet's getting deleted and your account is potentially suspended. Because Twitter, Twitter, these pencil neck geeks that run this electronic platform have an immense amount of knowledge about vaccines. 
That's right. They, they do. They do. They just do. Because they're based out of San Francisco. So, you know, well, there, there are a lot of viruses floating around the city of San Francisco. So maybe there's some merit to that. But anyway, I, I digress. I digress. So on Twitter, Candace Cody posted a picture on Twitter. Now, Candace is a nurse. Here's a tweet from Candace. And this will be in the show notes. You can go see Candace do this if you like. Uh, but Candace is 35 weeks pregnant. Now, here's Candace's tweet. And uh, this is uh, yesterday, I believe. Maybe about 12 hours ago is what it says here. So it's a little older now. Got my hashtag COVID vaccine today as a 35 weeks pregnant anesthesiologist. Will pass antibodies to baby. Grateful to science, knowledge, and the confidence to be part of ending the pandemic. To those waiting, have patience. Heart to those who are unsure. Read primary sources. Ask and don't give info into fear. This lady is 35 weeks pregnant. This vaccine has not been thoroughly tried. It has not. It hasn't had the time. Because you know why? The left demanded a vaccine and Trump delivered it to them. They're not giving them any credit. Now, if something should happen to her baby, watch them. Watch them. I mark my words. You watch the left down the road. If something starts happening to people because they took the vaccine now, they will blame Trump for acting too fast. Governor Cuomo, Mario Cuomo of New York, has already called the uh, um, uh, vaccine companies like Pfizer and such greedy for trying to get it out so fast because they got, as he said, there's a lot of money to be made in this vaccine. So we've already got Cuomo saying that they're greedy and that Trump is putting it out there because of his ego to get it out. So this lady, Candace Cody, who I'm pretty sure is a leftist, 35 weeks pregnant and she's putting this crap into her body. Yeah, I just made an editorial comment by saying crap. There's no freaking way. No freaking way I would let my wife get this vaccine if she was pregnant with my child. Period. End of story. But I know, you know what the left just did right now? When, when I said that, they go, oh, look at that. Ooh, he's got a mansplain to his wife. He, he, you know, she doesn't have a mind of her own. Bullshit. There's no way my wife would actually put this in her body if she was pregnant with our son. When she was pregnant with our son, what she put in her body was the most important thing in her life life at that moment she didn't drink she didn't do anything else that was bad it was all health 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 and to put a vaccine like this into your body when you're 35 weeks pregnant you have no idea none whatsoever what the outcome is going to be her saying science is ignorance they're grateful to science and knowledge she doesn't know the science because nobody knows this hasn't been tried it hasn't been tried on the elderly cnn came out not too long ago saying don't be surprised if a lot of the elderly at these nursing homes start dying because we haven't really tried this in them we don't know how they're going to react and they haven't tried it on pregnant women either they don't know if anything's going to happen to the unborn baby. But, you know, the left doesn't care about unborn babies. But I would hope Candace cares about her child. And I, I'm sure she does. I'm sure Candace has a lot of love in her heart for that baby growing in her belly. But Candace has bought into the leftist dogma of believing anything they tell you. Because when they say trust the experts, I want to know who are the experts. I want to know 
<laughs> don't tell me to trust the experts without telling me or explaining to me <laughs> who the experts are because guess what? Not all experts are made equal. Some experts are wrong. See, that's how it works in science. Science is trial and error, but not according to the left. By golly, the vaccine's here, people. The virus is deadly. People, bodies are falling from the tree. You best get the vaccine or else. Or else what? Well, or else you're not going to be able to fly. You probably won't be able to go to school. Hell, they may not even let you go shopping at the grocery store. We know they're already talking about you got to have your papers that you've been tested to go to a concert if that ever comes back. Science, my ass. Now, then look at this. Now, at this uh, hospital, uh, the, in, this nurse took this vaccine. She was the first to take the vaccine, and they filmed it. And you may have already seen this. If you haven't, <laughs> wait till you see this. Now, I know if you're listening to it, I'll tell you what happened after the audio. But if you're watching the video, take a look at what happened after this nurse was given the vaccine. And then, of course, the media had to put a camera in her face because this is such a monumental moment to interview her and uh, this happened. Not it together. It's, you know, between the physicians, my nurses, respiratory, you know, we've all worked to try to give the best care possible. And it's, you know, it's been a challenge, but we have birth to the occasion. And I'm thankful for this team. When you woke up this morning, did you know you were gonna be receiving the vaccine? I did, yes. Okay. So, you know, all of my staff, um, we are excited to get the vaccine, you know, um, we are in the COVID unit, so therefore, you know, my team will be getting first chances to get the vaccine. And I know that, um, it's really, I'm sorry, I'm feeling really dizzy. Oh, I'm sorry. So if you were listening to that, what happened is she fainted. She passed out. Now, now I, I, yeah, I, I, it may not be because of the vaccine. It just may not be. But it just so happens that right after she takes it and the media interviews her, she fainted and passed out. Now, if you listened to her uh talk you may think wait a minute my nurses are going to take it she hasn't taken it so one leftist had to point out well she, if you listen to her she hasn't taken the vaccine well not so fast because you know it's so typical of the left they can't do a mediocre of research on their own you have to hold their hand every single time and when that person made the comment i did one quick search one quick, I mean, it took me five seconds to find this. Chapman, today, CHI Memorial called reporters to their hospital as they vaccinated their first group of frontline workers. This nurse was in that group. About 17 minutes after receiving the shot, she took questions from reporters, and then this happened. Chapman today. See and no, <laughs> the person never came back to the tweet, but it's clear she took the vaccine. Now, again, we don't know if the vaccine is what caused her to faint. I'm not trying to say that, but it is kind of 
I don't know. Ironic. Now, my good friend Paul over at the Free Media Coalition, and by the way, do check them out. There, it's their Facebook page, Free Media Coalition. Um, uh, well, Paul, well, Paul wasn't sure she was actually honest. He thought she was acting, and it was bad acting at that. Now, I'm not going to go that far, but, you know, Paul says he's never wrong. But he, you tell me. I'd like to know your reaction. Do you think Paul's wrong on this one? Did it look like she was faking it? I mean, why would she fake it? I guess was the, and it is the question that I had to Paul when we had that conversation. And, you know, his answer was pretty logical. It's like there's no depths to the level of uh, blankety blankety that they will do to you to make you believe something that's not true. And he's, yeah, I got to give him points for that one. But anyway, <sighs> that is what the government wants us to do. And that's what the left wants us to do. Isn't it funny? Donald Trump was the one who expedited the vaccine. If it wasn't for Donald Trump, greasing the skids, if you will, I think it called it Project Warp Speed, to bring this to market this fast, by the way, at no cost to you, we would never have this. So some, myself, should be going, well, maybe it's Trump's fault. But it's not. It's the left. The left demands this of our politicians. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, Trump is a politician. And I know a lot of people don't like to say that. And he does do things differently than most politicians. But uh, in this case, it would have happened regardless who was in office. But I got to tell you, there's no way a pregnant woman should be taking this. I am not a health expert. I am just basing it on facts, logic, and reason, and the facts are we do not know what's inside that stuff. We just don't know, people. You don't know what's in there, and you don't know how it would impact an unborn baby. You just don't. So we move forward. Of course, we're going into the holiday season in lockdown in a lot of cases. And Santa Claus is social distancing from us. How dare he? How dare he? Hey, let's go switch gears here a little bit and uh, go through some news stories. And I'll go back to the election and some of the shenanigans that have happened in this election that the left don't want you to talk about because uh, they just want you to roll over and accept uh, senile, decrepit old Biden as your president-elect, okay? Well, you know, I'm sorry. There just seems to be way too many shenanigans and questions for us to do that. So I think we should continue to question these because you know what? It's resulting in Action. Did you know Georgia, the state of Georgia, my home state of Georgia, has agreed to a statewide signature audit? That wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the pushback of us on the right saying, wait a minute, we don't think this election was shenanigan free. Should I put it that way? Now, YouTube, I'm not talking about spread, voter, blah, blah, blah. So I can't even say it because if I say it, their bots will catch it and then it'll, it'll you know, It'll either bump the channel or suspend it or do whatever. See, that's what big tech does. See, these platforms are so large, you don't want to get knocked off on them. But, hey, maybe one day. But there is definitely some local stuff. So the state of Georgia has agreed to a widespread signature audit. Now, the problem with this signature audit is that the, the – I saw an article written on it the other day, and the watcher – the 
that is watching the uh, the signature audit is like 12 feet away. Now, unless they got some super duper eyesight, and I guess they can use some binoculars, it's going to be pretty hard. And binoculars aren't easy to use either with this situation. So, you know, well, anything will come of it. I'm skeptical, as I, I think a lot of you are as well. But also in the state of Georgia, the GOP challenges absentee ballot procedures in advance of the Georgia runoff. That ladies and gentlemen, is very, very good news. This is from PJ Media, written by Rick Moran on December 17th. Uh, Republicans had fired a legal salvo against ta lax absentee ballot procedures in Georgia as the GOP seeks to make sure that all legal votes are counted and illegal ones are left out. Now, Brad Raspenberger, our Secretary of State in the state of Georgia, has said from the November 3rd election that all legal votes were counted. And I'm like, Brad, buddy, dude, hombre, we're not concerned about the legal votes being counted. We're concerned about the illegal votes being counted. It's the problem with the ones that shouldn't be counted are the ones that we have uh, an issue with and that's how brad can weasel word his way out of it by saying hey all of the legal votes were counted no shit brad again we're concerned about the illegal votes uh the party this is from the article the party has filed three lawsuits in federal court in advance of the january 5th senate runoff elections challenging signature verification procedures as well as the use of drop boxes to collect absentee ballots the suits have been filed despite hundreds of thousands of votes already cast in early voting and mail-in ballots I reported in here that like 85 new voter registration has happened since the November 3rd election. And there's something horrendously wrong with that number. I, I don't, you know, I understand this is a unique election because you got two Senate runoff elections, but statistically runoff elections have lower turnout than uh, regular elections. And you're going to tell me that from this November 3rd election, which had record turnout, right? allegedly 80 million people voted for Biden, 75, 74 million for Trump. You're going to now tell me that we've still got 85,000 new voters that can pop up in the state of Georgia and vote in this upcoming runoff election. I hope that the state GOP party um, can, can offset this election irregularities that we saw in the state November 3rd. I'm sorry. I just uh, I'm not. I don't have a lot of faith. I am going to vote, and I will vote for both of the Republican candidates, even though there's one of them I'm not too crazy about. But I will hold my nose because I do not want John Ossoff or Raphael Warnock to go to the Senate. I do want David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler to go back to the Senate. That is one firewall I'd like to keep up as I hope you do as well. If you are listening to this in the state of Georgia, please vote and please vote for the Republicans. If you do plan to vote for the Democrats, remember January 6th will be the runoff election. Now, in the news also, you know, Biden, of course, Joe Biden's in the news, but you know, his, his son, of course, uh, you know, Joe Biden has come out and has said that Hunter Biden is the smartest guy he knows. Uh, at least from an intellectual capacity. What a weird choice of words. But you know what else is weird is uh, I'm going to play some audio and video for you of Joe Biden saying this. And um, this is from CBS Evening News tweet. Here's the tweet from CBS Evening News, and then I'll play the video. Uh, the tweet is exclusive. CBS News exclusive, right? That's a big deal, right? News. 
news. I said news. Didn't I say news? I did say news. President-elect Joe Biden is defending his son amid an investigation into Hunter Biden's taxes. And we'll get into what he says here in a minute. And this is the president-elect and Dr. Jill Biden spoke with at Stephen at home for their first joint interview since the election. More on the Colbert Late Show at 11.35 p.m. Eastern on CBS Late Show, Stephen Colbert's Late Show. This is exclusive breaking news from CBS News brought to you by a comedian. That seems fitting, doesn't it? Here, watch the video. Listen to this. President-elect Biden is defending his son Hunter amid an investigation into the younger Biden's taxes. The president-elect and Dr. Jill Biden sat down with CBS's Stephen Colbert for an exclusive interview. We have great confidence in our son. Uh, I am not concerned about any accusations been made against him. It's used to get to me. I think it's kind of foul play, but uh, look, it is what it is. And uh, he's a grown man. He is the smartest man I know. I mean, in pretty pure intellectual capacity, um, and uh, and as long as he's good, we're good. Um, and as a father, I understand that, and 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 I, I admire that. But I mean, in terms of your job as president, can you reach across to the aisle to people who will be using this as an attack on you when it is such? a personal attack because it's about family. But if it benefits the country, yes, I really mean it. Well, you can see more of the interview with President-elect Biden and Dr. Jill Biden tonight on A Late Show with Stephen Colbert. It's a comedy show. It's a late night comedy talk show. And I guess that's fitting that a comedian, I mean, look, I guess Stephen Colbert is the hard-hitting journalist now at CBS. It, it makes sense, given the mainstream media and what a joke they have become. Nora O'Donnell, if you watch the video, you had to be, had to, you, you saw her just thinking, oh, I can't believe this is where journalism has gone to. Maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. Well, we are right. It's a joke. Uh, mainstream media is a joke. But I love it. I love it. Uh, Biden is saying foul play. Foul play, ladies and gentlemen. What Hunter Biden is done is foul play. You know, with the media reporting on it. Now the mainstream media is reporting on it. When the alt media reported on it, you know what it was? It was uh, nothing. They they ignored it. They didn't report on it. The mainstream media didn't. It had the alternate media. The the Hunter Biden laptop. It's real. It exists. So why is the media reporting on this now? And then Biden saying it's foul play from the media that they're just using it to get to him. Oh, well, poor little boy, Joe Biden, poor guy. Oh, they just want to pick on Joe. You know, um, they're using this to get to Joe, right? Joe, Hunter Biden's a drug addict. I mean, that's, I mean, this, this is amazing to me that they're his parents right there, and they're basically saying he did nothing wrong. They, they've been saying he's done nothing wrong, and him saying he's the smartest guy I know from an intellectual capacity? Um, has anyone looked up what intellectual capacity means? Uh, you know, let's, let's, let's do a little definition hunting here. And by the way, we're going to use collinsdictionary.com because dictionary.com has already changed definitions as is Webster's 
Merriam-Webster. They're already gone back and they've changed it based on social, uh, social justice warrior terms. So I don't know if uh, Colin, Colin's dictionary has uh, succumbed to the social justice warrior brigade as well. But here's what they have. Uh, let's define first capacity. Remember, Joe Biden said he had the uh, intellectual, from an intellectual capacity standpoint, he's the smartest guy he knows, from an intellectual capacity capacity your capacity for something is your ability to do it or the amount of it that you are able to do are we talking about crack cocaine here i'm not i'm not sure i mean because we know hunter biden had an ability to do a lot of that stuff i mean you know that guy but and but let's get on intellectual definition intellectual means involving a person's ability to think and to understand ideas and information have we i'm sorry um I think it would be a pretty good idea to to understand drugs are bad for you, right? I mean, we've kind of been drilled that as human beings from when we were wee little kids, that drugs are bad. I mean, even your hardcore drug dealer knows drugs are bad. They're just out for a profit. But this guy, this guy, I mean, he, he knows his way around a crack bite, doesn't he? We've saw pictures of him sleeping with one. So this is the intellectual, from, he's the smartest guy he knows from intellectual capacity. Did you, I posted a picture a while ago on TikTok, but I was banned from TikTok, by the way, so I can't show you the picture, of Hunter Biden getting his teeth redone because he had done so many drugs that his teeth had rotted out. Now, I give him this. The man, he, he must be superhuman in some form or fashion that he's still alive after all of the drug abuse that he's put his body through. But, um, uh, you know, I, I just, it kind of amazes me that Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden, by the way, she's a doctor. Maybe, oh, never mind, never mind. Um, ha- haven't done anything th- uh, to prevent their son from going down this dark, dark path. No, maybe they have. I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. I apologize that I said that because I don't know. Maybe they have, but they, from what I can see from a surface level, and that is a superficial level, I'll, I'll put it right out there. We don't know behind the scenes, but to, to, you know, I love my kids. I mean, they do things wrong and I still love my kids. I get it. But to put your child in these situations, and you cannot not say that Joe Biden has not put his son in these situations. He took his son with him to China on Air Force Two, and Hunter Biden came away with a $1.5 billion deal that in an industry has no idea about. You know, he was making 50 grand a month at Burisma, some say 80 grand a month, at Burisma in the oil and gas business when he had no knowledge of oil and gas. He was trading on his family name, and he as much admitted that so i guess my issue here is joe biden all he is doing is enabling his child to harm himself even more and you know there are some that have opined uh, that hunter biden dropping off his laptop at that independent shop and forgetting about it well maybe he didn't forget about it that's what they're saying that maybe he did that as a cry for help now, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know. But I just, I mean, I guess that's why you go on a comedian show. So you're not asked those hard questions. But he looks like a fool coming out and saying something like that, that he's the smartest guy he knows purely from an intellectual capacity. Because Joe Biden is one of the dumbest guys that I have seen in politics from an 
purely from an intellectual capacity. So uh, maybe that's not saying much. Maybe that's why. All right. Well, let's move on. Hey, also, you know, in COVID information, uh, Senate appointee tests positive for coronavirus after attending parking lot, parking lot rally in Georgia with Biden. So just the other day, this guy, uh, Rep. Cedric Richmond from Louisiana, tested positive for COVID-19 China coronavirus on Wednesday. So this guy was at the rally with Biden nearby and he tested positive. Biden says he's tested negative. I think they said that on Thursday he tested negative, but we saw his speech on December 14th right after the Electoral College and he was coughing something awful. If this man catches coronavirus, um, I don't think he's going to have the same um, outcome as President Trump did when he caught coronavirus because he's just not as healthy. In fact, one of my YouTube followers and i call them followers but youtube audience somebody on youtube's comments on this some of the videos said you uh, i posted a, a video of biden coughing and i posted it on the um podcast the audio part and i posted the video and i mean the man does not look well when you saw him walk away from the podium uh, someone commented you can tell by his gait that he looks like he has alzheimer's because he walks like he's struggling. Um, now, I don't know. Again, I don't know. I don't know. But I do know from what I see, and I think what you see, it's not a healthy man. But you know what's really sad? is the left, they don't care. They simply do not care. Biden, Biden is just a vessel. Don't matter. If he dies in office, they'll put him down as a great man. They just don't care. They don't care about his health. They just don't. That all they cared about was getting Donald Trump out by hook or by crook. And I think we know where that one went. All right, let's move on. A couple other issues. We'll just want to buzz through some stories. There is a, a, lot, a lot of chatter coming out, and Ill Lynn Wood also has tweeted this out and talked about this, that uh, John Roberts was um, – adamant that they weren't going to take the texas case and they were saying it because of the riots that you know we didn't have riots in bush v gore and allegedly there was yelling behind the room or the door and well i just want to say there's no information that validates all that so i know you're probably hearing it so i wanted to touch on it there's nothing that validates until there is be very weary of that information now it is perfectly logical to think that the Supreme Court punted because they were afraid of the outcome. There's no doubt about that. But there's no verifiable proof that there were shouting matches and that um, uh, John Roberts allegedly said, I want to make blankety blank sure Trump's not elected something to those words. There is also a picture floating around that shows John uh, Roberts allegedly at Jeffrey Epstein's auto, the picture's got uh, Bill Clinton there. I, I don't know if it's Photoshopped or not. I just can't make that as- assessment. So I'm not going there either. And there's also um, a flight log floating around that one John Roberts went to Jeffrey Epstein's uh, Pedo Island, if you will. You know, it's easy to put all that together and thinks it's the John Roberts on our Supreme Court. There's that picture of him with a black eye. See, I'm painting this picture too. See how easy it is to do all this? But here's the fact of the matter is we don't know. And John Roberts is a pretty common name. In fact, how come people are saying it was Justice John Roberts that was on that flight log to Jeffrey Epstein's island and not the John Roberts reporter out of Fox News? 
How? I don't know. Huh? Huh? You just don't know. So be very careful. This is where I'm going with this. Be very careful of all information. Until there's credible information, it's just it's just noise, and I would keep it at that because until you have credible information, you don't want to start spouting that off because uh, that's how conspiracy theories, phony conspiracy theories uh, get started. It's because people start taking this superficial information from one person, another person, another person, and it looks really bad because it's painted to be, look really bad. It's supposed to look really bad. I simply do not know if that's the same John Roberts on that flight log. I simply don't know, know if that photo has been edited in any way. Uh, I don't know how he got a black eye. I There is no credible evidence that there was shouting in the halls of the Supreme Court or that Roberts was using profanity saying that he's going to make sure that Trump never blankety blank gets reelected. I mean, we just don't have the information, but it's one of those cognitive bias things because we want to believe it because it's easy to believe. Just don't be cautious. That's all I'm saying. Read the stories. Listen to them. But be cautious. Uh, another thing about Biden. Um, this one caught my eye. This is the headline from CNBC. Biden warns that his COVID aid depends on Georgia Senate victories for Warnock and Ossoff. Uh, he actually called him Orsoff in the video. Oh, we got to get John Orsoff to the Senate. Well, if Orsoff is a Republican and conservative, I'm all for it. But this Ossoff guy, he's not. So anyway, Biden warns. So just the headline alone, Biden warns that COVID aid depends on Georgia Senate victories in Warnock. Really, you're going to hold that over our heads? How? just absolutely unconscionable that is i mean this is what i don't like about politicians like a joe biden it's like if you don't vote for me i'm not gonna save you if you don't vote for these two senate candidates i i can't guarantee that uh covid aid's gonna happen i mean it kind of depends on these two guys getting into the Senate. Because if these two guys don't get in the Senate, oh, you're probably more people will die. They're not going to get aid. What's well, nonsense? It's, it's absolute nonsense. The vaccine is free to anybody who wants it. There, there is no block to COVID aid because the Republicans hold the Senate. Don't fall for that trap either. That is absolutely unconscionable that Biden would go that route. All right, one last story, and I'll wrap up this podcast and uh, this show today. Um, Governor Whitmer out of Michigan put together a Zoom call with Santa and um, children. And I got to tell you, (laughs) it's about as creepy as all get out. So for you listening, listen for Governor Whitmer. This is in Michigan. uh, She has to interject. And uh, this is creepy. I'm sorry. This is creepy. Is this where we're at in a society that we're Zooming our kids in to meet Santa now? I mean, the children... There is absolutely no data whatsoever that children uh, are are susceptible to this virus. In fact, they are the lowest risk category. Now, I guess jolly old St. Nick is the one that everybody's concerned about because, you know, he's overweight, he's a little old, so, you know, maybe he's the one who's far more at risk. But this load of propaganda is just downright creepy. Take a listen, take a watch. For joining us. I'm Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and I'm really excited to be here with all of you. And I also know someone who's been 
really following the rules and making sure that he stays safe and the elves stay safe. And so my special guest is Santa Claus. Hello, boys and girls. How are you? Does anyone have a question for Santa Claus? Santa, do you have to wear a mask? When I'm in my workshop with all my elves, we all are masked up in social distancing. Hi, Santa. Hi, Santa. Should we leave out cookies and elves also sent carrots for the reindeer this year? Yes, please do. Set up carrots and cookies if you can. We'll also, also set hand sanitizer and food down with the cookies and milk. That was a good suggestion. Excuse me, Santa. Yes? Is coronavirus in your school? Everyone has been testing negative. We're still getting tested. I think we're so far up north that it might not be getting to us, but we're not going to take any chances. We're all going to mask up. We're all going to wash our hands, and we're all going to stay six feet apart. Hi, how can we keep people safe for Christmas? What I would suggest to do is what the governor is telling all the people of the great state of Michigan to do. Social distance, wash your hands, and make sure you wear your mask when you're outside your home. And another way to stay safe during the holiday is to stay home, but call your grandparents and your cousins and your family. And it's the safest way to tell the people you love how much you care about them. This year, it has to look a little bit different so we can stay safe. And I appreciate all of you doing your part. Santa, thank you so much for making time for us today. Let's hear your bus. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Bye, everybody. Oh, man. I think I need a drink after that one. Oh, I, I have no more comment. That I just... Uh, <laughs> Oh, those poor children. Those poor children. Oh, God forbid Santa does come down with COVID and passes away. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go there. Oh, could you imagine? It's like, oh, I'm sorry, little Johnny, but Santa, he got the virus and he kind of, oh, he, you know, yeah, don't, but don't worry. There's a succession plan. His head elf took over, but, you know, we did lose a couple of elves too to the virus. It's really sad. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. I know, what, I know, what a way to end the show. What a way. Should we go back to the Venmo challenge? <laughs> so, again, thanks for listening and have a great day.